Yep. <clears throat> Welcome to the Practical Rambling Fathers Podcast. Once again, my name is Father Tay. I'm here joined by Father Brian Mulligan. Please speak up. I know we're rambling, but come on. Father Brian Mulligan. Here in the grand old city of Wasika, because now we are both pastors, pastors. of the Wasika County. Man. Yeah. Welcome, welcome, welcome all. And today, we're going to talk about one of probably the under, most underused sacrament, which is the sacrament of confirmation. Confirmation, of course, we all know is dealing with receiving the seven gifts of the Holy Spirit. It's about us, quote-unquote, using the gifts that God has given to us. But what really is the sacrament of confirmation? How does the church define it, Father Brian? Ooh, well, luckily thing we have this called catechism of the catholic church and it's got a running definition perfect baptism and the eucharist and the sacrament of confirmation together constitute the sacraments of initiate christian initiation whose unity must be safeguarded it must be explained to the faithful that the reception of the sacrament of confirmation is necessary for the completion of baptismal grace for by the sacrament of confirmation, the baptized are more perfectly bonded to the church and are enriched with the special with a special strength of the Holy Spirit. Hence, they are, as true witnesses of Christ, more strictly obliged to spread and defend the faith by word and deed. Wonderful. So let's break it down. What does it mean? Why is confirmation? necessary. Let's do a quick history lesson, which is the sacraments of initiation were all grouped together simultaneously. So when you're bapt you when you're baptized, you also received your first communion. You were able to receive the Eucharist and being confirmed all at the same time. And I think it's important for us to remember that because right now in twenty twenty that age to be confirmed has been pushed way back and so you don't see the continuation of why it was necessary. And people join the church at a, a later uh, age, too, um, as well. So, <clears throat> I love how the definition says it's necessary, right? Because when you were baptized, you were made one with Christ. You're able to enter into your family. Your sins are washed away. And so you become a new creation. Now that you've been made new and your sins washed away, you know, you're very vulnerable to attacks of the evil one. And you're kind of, your feet hasn't been, been made wet yet. You haven't had the training to understand what's right, what's wrong. And so the Lord Jesus doesn't want us to be orphans, as he said in scriptures. So he, he's with us until the end of times through the sacraments of the Eucharist. That's where we get our strength. It's the, it's the source and summit of our faith. And then from receiving Christ through the Eucharist, he also gives the gift of the Holy Spirit within confirmation. And so confirmation gives us the gift of the Holy Spirit to strengthen us, to boldly proclaim um, his name and the faith the faith of the Catholic Church. So I know many of you are thinking now, how does confirmation play a part in my life, right? So let's break it. For those who are not yet confirmed, what can you do? How can you prepare yourself? Well, there's a few different routes to go. Um, one of them is to, we already went over this back in, I think it was December's podcast, or February's, we went over the seven gifts of the Holy Spirit, and what virtues line up with them and how to go about it 
And we'll just do a quick list. You can go back and listen to those podcasts too. But wisdom, knowledge, counsel, fortitude, understanding, and piety are the seven gifts of the Holy Spirit to grow in those um, and to ask for those, right? So if there's something that's happened an issue uh, in my life to ask the Lord for a wisdom or even a counsel, um, to have knowledge, to ask for knowledge, to ask for understanding, um, to ask for a, a piety, a reverence towards God, um, and then a fear of the Lord, which is more of a awe and respect um, for who God is and who I am in relation to being his beloved son, so beloved daughter. So that's one of the ways. And then um, from those, as we grow in those, um, once we receive them at confirmation, then it's to look at our life and say, what fruit is there? And the fruits of the Holy Spirit, there's 12 of them, kindness, modesty, patience, peace, chastity, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control, charity, joy, generosity. So as much as people say patience is a virtue, it's not. It's a fruit. It's a fruit of virtue, which means uh, we need to be virtuous and then patience or then patience comes because and typically that actually happens because of understanding knowledge uh, or counsel because we get the understanding of how our own brokenness is and then we can start understanding other people's brokenness and then we're able to (laughs) cut both of us some slack and grow in patience because I actually want to love the person and understand the person so I'll tell you what you got. <clears throat> That's a critical thing to remember too. Just because you know, majority of people, especially within the diocese of Winona Rochester, you're either confirmed either eighth grade or earlier as eighth grade or ninth grade, and latest as a sophomore, or correct? And so, but this is good training because we often think confirmation is like a magic pill, right? These fruits that Father Brian was talking about, it takes time to develop. And that's why you need, need gifts of the Holy Spirit to help you understand, to not go through life on autopilot, right? For example, you pray for humility, but you don't understand why you're being passed over for promotion. You know, people are getting all the praise, and you're like, why is this happening to me? In your brain, it says you're suffering, <laughs> you're being punished. But we forget that when we pray, God answers our prayers, right? And so, in order for us to practice being humble, we have to experience what it means to be passed over, to have someone praised instead of us. Um, and life isn't all always about suffering. It goes hand in hand. There are moments where you're tried and it hurts, but there are also those joyous moments where you pray to understand God's love and He gives it to you, right? Someone was mm-hmm. show you generosity. You were you're low on money and uh, you have no way to cover costs, rent, whatever it is that you're looking for and all of a sudden someone says, Hey, I want to give this to you. You don't know that who the person is, but it was like God sending you his love, saying, Hey I hear you and I see you. Here's a little gift, right? Mm-hmm. Which is beautiful. Right. So to prepare ourselves is to open ourselves up to the dynamic that um, in baptism we can call God our Father, Abba our Father, um, but even more so to um, be embraced in a prayer life, um, especially as I'm preparing for the sacrament of the Holy Spirit coming into my heart more deeply in um in confirmation, so to do things that um, would allow for that gift to be more fully given. See, it was put to me this way at one point, you know, you can put next quick mix into milk and it will settle to the bottom. 
but if you don't stir it, it doesn't become chocolate milk. And it's a weird analogy. But what that says is, our baptism, we received everything that the Father wanted us to be, our identity, as beloved sons, as beloved daughters. And confirmation, if it hasn't already, is supposed to stir that, stir us into actually being more faithful, more united to his church. I love how the catechism said, to be able to defend by word and deed. So that I can do that uh, even before I'm confirmed because I'm baptized, but even more so uh, the response uh, is even more in confirmation itself. Correct. Which leads to the next group, right? Many of us who are listening to this podcast have already been confirmed. And so the big question for us to really pray about is, do I believe that I'm confirmed? Do I believe that I have these gifts? What should I do with them now that I've been confirmed for so many years, right? Kind of like what Father Brian's talking about, call on those graces. Call on those graces of the seven spirits, seven gifts of the Holy Spirit to help you in your marriage, right? Give me a sense of fortitude so that I will always be faithful to my spouse, even when things get rough, right? And when God gives you the inner strength to pray, to pray with each other, right? And to live with each other, a, be- a beauty comes out of that, from the gifts of fortitude. You're able to be more compassionate, you have understanding, you begin to understand that love takes real work. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, it's not magic. And it's the same with our faith. Just like what Father Brian so beautifully, when you are baptized, all those gifts have been given to you, just like when you're confirmed. You, are you going to let those gifts settle to the bottom of the milk? And hopefully hopefully one day that you, when you go to church that he will mix it up for you? Or are you actually going to go out and try to live it? Yeah. For us, you know, for us priests, it's, the, it's that commitment to prayer. Mm-hmm. And the fraternity with each other saying, okay, how are we going to call each other out for holiness? Yeah. You know? It's all about that holiness. Um, yeah, so confirmation emboldens us to be able to be married. So this is a big kind of thing. I don't know if it's kind con- But anyways, it's one of the reasons why um, when we do marriage prep, we want to go and find um, baptism records and confirmation records just so that mm-hmm. when we're going about it, it even happens in priesthood, um, we find those records because we want to make sure that... Um, this yeah you have the fullness of being the christian initiated initiated and that's just the beginning and so you you have a solid foundation enough to enter into this different uh reality of your life your vocation of life um religious life priesthood married um so all those that 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 real sense that we want to make sure that that that's there so that you have all the grace to pull on. Um, it's uh, because life's difficult. I don't think we need to convince anyone that it isn't. Mm-hmm. But uh, life's difficult, and so why not use everything that the Lord's given us uh, through His sacraments um, and continue to do that? So, so in what ways can we? <clears throat> what do you mean when they say use those graces, right? To call upon. So, if you're married, one of your prayers maybe is, Lord, in what ways can I grow? in my relationship with you, to become the best husband that can be. Look at the gifts of the Holy Spirit. What error am I lacking? What fruits do I desire that will benefit our marriage? Pray for that grace and ask God for the humility to see where, where that leads you. You know, wives, you could do the same, right? How am I... Holy Spirit gave me the strength to embody this particular virtue for my children, 
right? And for my spouse. So these are the practical things that you could do and pray for it each and every day. This is a great segue for us to go into the next area um, because... I love your transitions, by the way. Thanks. This is an English... No, I'm just kidding. I'm not an English major. I failed that. Anyways, <clears throat> when, when we, we, we say use those graces, let's clear up some misconceptions about the sacrament of confirmation. For, for many of you who are listening or not yet confirmed, it's always the typical stereotypical type, right? Confirmation is about dressing up, looking good for a particular Sunday when the bishop comes. You receive the gifts of the Holy Spirit and get the chrism, which smells really good. And you say goodbye and graduation, as a graduation. And then the church tells you, please use your gifts and we hope to see you back. But we forget the beautiful definition that Father Brian read earlier, right? It's to boldly defend and spread the faith. Mm-hmm. We always stop. We never talk about that. Yeah, no, we haven't <laughs> talked about that much. But that's a really cool, I mean, I love that it's not only by, it's not even by words, but it's by deeds. And so what does that look like? Like, how do I live the gifts of the Holy Spirit in my deeds, the fruits of the Holy Spirit by my actions, by my what I'm doing? Um, how am I patient, kind, uh, peaceful, chaste, chaste, good, gentle, faithfulness, self-control, charity, joy, generosity. How do I do those? How do I actually embolden? And in doing that, I'm living out the gospel message, living by the Spirit instead of by the flesh. So that's the real conversation, uh, or the real dynamic for us. um, As we, (laughs) once when we are confirmed, to actually take seriously this life, the Lord has entrusted with us um, mm-hmm. the radical nature of my free will to say, yes, I choose you. I choose the Lord. Or, mm-hmm. I'd rather not. Yeah. Which is to really, um, yeah, it's a sad thing. Because the Lord has so much more for us than we could even imagine mm-hmm. um, doing. That's why he continually says, be not afraid. Yeah. Do not be afraid. Well, why? Well, because you're... Typically what holds us back is fear, yep. even though there's nothing to be afraid of, exactly. especially after you're confirmed. Yeah. So. And, and the hardest part of this uh, sacrament is to think of it as a one-time deal. I think people are, people are like you said, are afraid. Mm-hmm. If I just say yes one time to show my commitment, like a hundred-level dedication, then I'm good. Then I'm yeah. good for the rest of my life. Yeah. But God doesn't work that way, right? He loves us so much. He says, I want to hear it from you yeah. continually, huh. right? For example, can you imagine being... Um, you know, for many of us who are listening, if you have a significant other or a good friend, can you imagine being with a family that you don't say, I love you, every day? E- either not showing actions at all, you know how weird that is? I'm not saying that's bad. I, know, I realize that there are different family dynamics, right? Some are very affectionate, some are not. But yet, even for those families who aren't affectionate, we still make the effort to show others around us that we love them. We do certain things as our family, right? Mm-hmm. So, we, so we make that effort. Um, you know, for that. So I, I just really encourage you to think about it in that way. Um, you know, it's not a one-time deal. That's what makes our faith so exciting, that we, there's many opportunities to show God that we love Him, and there are many opportunities for us to, to show the world that we love Him and why He has made a big difference in our lives. And then that God loves them eventually, right? Yeah, exactly. It's a change. And you can tell them, if God loves me as broken as I am, Imagine how much he's going to love you. He's going to love you. If you're perfect, right? Yeah, you're more than I am. So Um, so does that bring us, what does that bring us to? Does that bring us to the effects? 
Yes, correct. Is that where we're at? Yes. Okay. So, in the Catechism, we got the effects of um, confirmation. So, the celebration is the full outpouring of the Holy Spirit granted to us, granted to the apostles first at Pentecost, and so because bishops are the successors, that's why the bishop typically is the one that celebrates it. Even though a pastor can get delegation from the bishop to do it, which <laughs> during COVID time we might be able to be able to do that, That's which is kind of exciting for us young priests right now. We're like, ooh, can yeah. we actually do confirmation? So, so we got to figure those things out. But anyways, back to the the fact. So from that fact, confirmation brings an increase and in deepening of our baptism graces. So. Mm. It roots us more deeply in the divine affiliation, so that relationship with the with God, um, as beloved sons, beloved daughters, uh, which makes us be able to cry out, Abba, Father. And we just had that gospel today. Was um, no one knows the Father except the Son, and the Son and whoever He reveals Him to, right? Something like that. Correct. Good so good. we can call Him out, Abba, Father, for from our baptism and even more deeply from confirmation. It unites us more firmly to Christ, so the Christ, our good shepherd, being able to take um, meek and humble of heart, take up our cross, follow him, meek and easy, meek and light, humble, what was it? Meek and humble of heart. Meek and humble of heart, but what was it? Take my yoke, oh, my take yoke my is easy heart. and my burden light. light. There we go. Nice. Uh, it renders, it increases the gifts of the Holy Spirit in us, so those seven gifts and the twelve fruit. Uh, it renders our bond uh, with the church more perfect, so we're able to be more united fully to uh, Christ's bride, the church, uh, to live out our Catholic faith, especially in the sacraments of um, the Eucharist and uh, confession. Those are definitely two major ways that we bond more perfectly with the church um, and what the Lord is giving us to be able to be able to be forgiven our sins and be able to receive Jesus' body, blood, soul, and divinity. And the Eucharist, um, to do that out more perfectly throughout our life, um, it bonds us more perfectly uh, um, to be able to be saved through the church. Uh, and it gives us a special grace of the Holy Spirit to spread, defend the faith by word, and action, true witnesses of Christ, to confess the name of Christ boldly, and to never be ashamed of the cross. There it is. True right. soldiers of Christ. Boom. You can't be ashamed of the flag that you're serving. Right? We're mm. flying on the banner of Christ. Are we kind of ashamed of flying underneath the banner, or are we going to be courageous saying, ever, no, he's my king? Did we talk about the standard? Have we ever talked about this? No, standard? we should. This is a great it's a good. It's a good one. So, before walkie-talkies... On the battlefield, uh, uh, in medieval times, uh, you can think of Lord of the Rings. Uh, they had flags, and flags told where the infantry were, where the horsemen were, where uh, where we, whether we were advancing, whether we were retreating, whatever was going on on the battlefield. Flags were the way you would look for the flag and be like, "Oh, okay, that's my flag. That's my archer flag. All right, I'm with the archers. Perfect." Where are the archers at? Oh, they're over there. I'm in the wrong spot. That's typically me. So anyways, um, <laughs> when we process in, the reason why the whole procession thing happens in the Mass um, and then why it's led by a cross is because the cross is the standard of, uh, of Catholics. Uh, it's the standard by which we come in. It's the thing that unites us. Christ unites us. Um, and so we process in with a cross. 
uh, and we celebrate the sacrifice of the cross in Mass, the bloodied sacrifice made unbloody for us to receive that, mm-hmm. and then to receive him, and then we process back out with the cross, processing back out with the same cross, with the same standard, which is the name of the flag. It was called the standard. So that's the uh, that's why we go in and we come out with the cross. And so that's um, our... Yeah, that's why we witness truly, and we are never to be ashamed of the cross, because that's mm-hmm. actually how how we're saved, is by the cross, by Jesus dying. Boom. Boom. Mic drop. Boom. Walk away. So, yeah. We hope, we hope well, this podcast... One last thing. Go ahead. Uh, like baptism, which completes the confirmation, is given only once, for it too imprints on the soul an indelible mark, mm. the character which is a sign of Jesus Christ marked a Christian with the seal of his spirit by clothing him with power from on high so that he may be his witness. Boom. What does that mean? No excuses. You got the power within you too. No, seriously. Right? Indelible mark, man. Can't not have it. Yeah. So what it means is when you're baptized and you're confirmed and ordained a priest, you're, you're participating in our priesthood. You have the power to preach the gospel to the people, too, and, and by your life, by your words, by your actions. So you're an extension of us, too, as well. The radical responsibility. So thank you for listening to our podcast. We hope that this was informative, but always, as like our namesake, very practical. We want to give you things that you could use, the things you've been pondering about, and uh, know that we're praying for you, and we hope that you pray for us, too, because this is a... Uh, Two-way street for our way to holiness, priest, and God's people growing holiness. If you do want to know the history, where it comes from, scripture-wise, it's in the catechism. We just didn't feel like we needed to go into that. So, it's in there. Um, it's like all the other sacraments in some sense. So, um, with that, stay holy, my friends, and we will catch you next time talking about marriage, I think. Marriage, marriage, marriage. We're going to get into it. That's going to be a fun one. Look forward to that. Awesome. Peace out. Bye-bye.